Boiler Upload podcasts are brought to you by Reindeer Shuttle. We know driving to the airport sucks. Let Reindeer Shuttle do it for you. With five daily trips to Indianapolis International Airport and three to Chicago's O'Hare International Airport, they can do the driving for you from Purdue. With multiple pickup points on campus, they'll take you where you need to go. That's ReindeerShuttle.com for booking information. Hello and welcome to the Boiler Upload Podcast. I'm Casey Bartley. I'm here with Dub Jellison, Kyle Justin Trudeau. And we are celebrating tonight because Zach Eady is coming back to West Lafayette. Uh, we'll start there with you, Dub. What was your first reaction? Is this what you expected? Uh, as it as it drew out, I kind of did expect it. I didn't with seeing all those guys, especially today, announce they're coming back like uh Tominaga and and Clifford Mori and then some of those guys, I, I kind of felt felt more assured that Zach Eady would come back. But I mean it, it went down to the final to the final wire. We're two hours at the time of recording this, we're two hours away from the deadline um that he had to make his decision. So um obviously it's it's a big win for for coach Painter and and Purdue but um yeah I mean I I, I did kind of expect this but honestly you, you never know with some of these things so so Kyle why did it take until almost nine o'clock in the evening for ED to make this announcement apparently it was long enough to record uh he's no long enough to record some video for uh uh Purdue had a uh hang up the ED jersey they've already got shirts Zach is back why did it take so long to announce it I mean, I, I guess you got to be 100% certain, right? Um, and if you're the national player of the year, you got to kind of play it out, you know, see who's who's leaving the NBA draft, who's going back to college, all that good stuff. And, and I mean, lucky for us, he he decided, you know, he's coming back to, to Purdue. Maybe maybe they knew a day or two in advance. Uh, <laughs> and I'm telling you what, Dub said he thought he was coming back. I wasn't so sure as the, you know um, – Leaks started coming out that he might have been sneaking into the late first round and early second round where those guaranteed contracts come in. I mean, he had an impressive combine and and two good workouts. So I'm happy as hell that he's coming back. Yeah, I would guess that it seems that the combine was good in the fact that it showed, obviously, that physically he's more than what you think he would be. The shuttle times, his quickness, the little the little stuff he did do. He didn't do a whole bunch, but obviously he showed he was huge, seven foot three, three hundred pounds. Everyone knew that. Didn't know he was quick. I'm guessing what he heard overwhelmingly from the NBA is okay, you test quickly. So you can move. We're gonna need to see it on the court. Because right now against NBA level guards, you you want to play. Uh, it was pretty clear from hearing Matt Painter and Edie talk. He wasn't just looking to get drafted. Didn't want to just be in the league. He wanted a spot on a roster with a chance to play. Um, you know, Zach Edie's not been doing basketball for a long time. Him sitting out an entire year, I think he's smart enough and his people are smart enough to know that he can't afford to sit and not get game time. Like, he needs those reps to get better. Um, and I think a little bit... Uh, it, I think it's fair to say he had a pretty good inkling at least a day ago, at least this morning. Little showmanship, maybe. You know, biggest story, all the spotlight. Uh, Oscar Shibway said he was uh, leaving, staying. Um, you know, a couple other big news in the Big Ten. I don't think Edie minded that he was in the spotlight. And especially with the choice. Tr- 
it's not LeBron James on ESPN making everyone wait and watch and then go, hey, by the way, I'm leaving. He's coming back, so it's a feel-good story. Um, Jace, how is this the best story in college basketball going into next season? I, I mean, it's got to be up there. <laughs> if not number one, it's in the top five, you know. Um, a guy coming back to a team that that suffered one of the worst losses in NCAA tournament history, maybe the worst loss. Uh, that's up for debate. I know a lot of Purdue fans would argue it is the worst loss. You can definitely um, make that argument. I think that this this whole situation over the last several months since the season ended, um, it was always about Zach Eady, whether or not the NBA was thought highly enough of him to take him. Now we get to move past that storyline and into him coming back and hopefully bringing Purdue back to a final four or taking Purdue to a final four. Yeah. Cause I, Kyle, what do you think going into the season Purdue is going to be ranked? Cause it really seems like now, like Jay said, with Edie coming back, the stage is set. There's no excuse. There's no, Purdue can't redeem last season because Edie's gone. That big cog, the big reason they did overwhelm last year and really exceed expectations is because of how Zach Edie played. He's back. So what are the expectations going to be for Purdue going into next season? I mean, they're going to be as high as they've ever been under under Matt Painter uh, during his time as head coach for Purdue. I, probably the highest ever. You're returning the National Player of the Year, a consensus All-American. Not only that is you're returning literally basically every key contributor to the entire team. Um, Minus Brandon Newman and David Jenkins, obviously. Yeah, minus those two guys. But you bring in the good transfer from uh, Southern Illinois, I think is what. Anyway, I think top five, uh, definitely top five going in, maybe top three. And I don't know if you can name four other teams that are going to be better than them preseason. Arizona comes to mind. Uh, they had some pretty good transfers coming in. They return almost everybody. Villanova had a good transfer portal, uh, you know, those, and, and people love to rank off of transfer portal. But I, you're talking about Coach Painter does it his way. He didn't hit the portal hard. He got a guy that he knows is going to do what he needs him to do, and then he's returning all his guys that he recruits. And we get to see Braden Smith, who I'm excited for, to take another step forward, who I think is going to score a lot, a lot more than he did this year. Uh, Fletcher Lawyer right with them. I mean, last <laughs> yeah. year's team, the big thing is if it's two true freshmen, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not, they, they, and they weren't, they weren't Duke five-star true freshmen. They were two, two freshmen who should have been physically overwhelmed, mentally overwhelmed, emotionally overwhelmed from all the stakes that they had. And yeah, they wore down late. That's going to happen. And they're going to be better now for it, but they were that good as true freshmen. So the natural inclination just to get better is going to be there. Jace, what? So it's weird to have a team come back that's so much the same. Mm-hmm. But what can we expect different with Zach Eady and this team this year? Painter's already alluded to it. The offense is going to change some. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest questions, especially early on in the season, is seeing how how much Painter will listen to if if Zach comes back and says, hey, I want to do some different things within the offense potential. I don't obviously we don't know if he said that or not, but three um, point shots. Let's go. I and I mean <laughs> I've been saying that since his freshman year when we saw his his free throw um stroke. I mean, it's not like he's shooting 
40% from the free throw line. Like he, he conceivably has the ability to step mm-hmm. out and at the very least take, take some mid range jumpers. And I think that would that would open up a lot for for the offense. Yeah, I think I think we get a little obsessed with the shot and like he can shoot. The the reason Pater wants him inside is he is literally the best offensive yeah. rebounder in the history of the NCAA. <laughs> so that's what it is: is grabbing one out of four misses under the hoop is that more valuable than forty percent from three, even whatever. So I, I think you're right though that there is some opening up of the offense that's available. If he can show a little more, obviously that helps him. And I think it, I think if, if we saw anything in the NCAA tournament game, more versatility anywhere on that offense is going to be useful. Um, Kyle, Edie comes back. That brings a big question to what is Trey Kaufman Wren going to do for this team? How's it going to feel? How does he play? With Zach Eady, um, I found it interesting. Matt Vayner in an earlier conversation with uh, Field of 68, I think, talked about how he didn't have Kaufman Wren ready to play the four, and that was a big mistake because Purdue really needed his offense and his juice late in the season. How do you see Edie coming back? How does TKR still thrive? And to lesser degrees, I think we've seen how Mason Gillis and Caleb First are a little cleaner next to Edie. But the ceiling of Kaufman Wren is really something that I think Painter is looking to unlock this team. Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Painter has been pretty quiet this offseason, to be quite honest. You know, he hasn't been in a lot of appearances. It's been hard for us to reach him. Yep. And he, when he does talk, the 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 person he wants to talk about the most is Trey Kaufman Wren. And mm-hmm. I think he sees him as a, as a budding star on his team. Um, you know, the, you, you don't have to rewind the tape too long ago to see Caleb Swan again playing with a with another big man four and five and Caleb wasn't a typical stretch four you know he he no. learned to shoot a three-point shot but he was effective around the basket and we saw a lot of double posts and things like that maybe he pulls out some playbook from uh, a little bit of the playbook from those years you know um, I think Trey's probably our small ball five if you want to consider him small ball just like Caleb was um, and I think we see him a lot more at the four uh, I mean if, if Painter thinks he's as good as he's going to be, then got to get him out there. And he's going to have him ready. I mean, you're like you said, on field 68, he, he he admitted to not having him probably ready. And we do need him out there. I mean, he's he can be a mismatch for other teams. He's too big for most opposing power forwards, and he's too quick for most opposing centers. And, and I think um, his game is just going to continue to go to grow, excuse me, with Coach Brantley and Coach Painter. I mean, we you can look at, the last 15 years and look what Brantley's done for coach Painter. I mean, Holy smokes that the jump from the freshman to sophomore year, it never fails. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think big time. Yeah. Jace, I think we know we got to see a little bit of Kaufman ran, but we have potentially three guys that are going to step on the court that we haven't seen. Um, William Berg still up in the air, whether he'll be physically able, able to help very much interesting, big prospect probably more in the future, especially with Edie coming back. Mm-hmm. But we have Miles Colvin and Camden Heidi. How do those two fit in? Now that we know Edie's back, figuring out the rest is a lot easier. It's just a couple guys step up, and this team is, we know how good they can be. They can be even better. So how do you see Camden Heidi and Miles Colvin, who just accepted a uh, invite to go out to Colorado for the U19 uh, FIBA World Cup team, 
for Team USA. How do you see those two stepping in and Berg a little bit to, you know, advance this team this year? I think Edie coming back negates a lot of the potential question marks mm-hmm. that would have been surrounding those guys because you might not need Miles Colvin to come in and, and be that lead dog that um that he might have needed to be if, if Edie was gone. He 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 can come in and and he can learn from from Braden and Fletcher and and kind of find his way and then keep evolving, similar to kind of how Jaden Ivey did. Um Jaden Ivey didn't have the fastest of starts at Purdue. He kind of I mean, up until that Ohio State game when he hit the game winner, he wasn't having a a, gr- a great season. Mm-hmm. And then it finally clicked for him and he was able to go. I think we could see the same thing for Miles Colvin because I mean, anyone who's watched him, you know, this, the ceiling is the roof uh, for him and his athletic ability and, and his, his shooting stroke. Um, if he locks in defensively, I could I could see him sliding in and, and being the starting three potentially, uh, unseating uh, Ethan Morton. And then Camden Heidi, one thing um, on the field of 68 that Coach Painter talked about a lot too was was those two guys just adding much more athleticism than, than they've had um, – especially the last season. And then Lance Jones, he also talked about him being pretty athletic too um, compared to some of the other guys on the roster. So um, if we do see a change in the offense, you could see those guys have more niche roles in terms of slashing and, and things like that, trying to get out and transition more, get those guys the ball and uh, with a head full of steam. Um, okay. I think we could see a lot more of that uh, this coming year. Yeah, it'll be, I think you brought up an interesting point, Kyle, how, Trey Kaufman Wren could fit into a Caleb Swanigan role. Purdue's best success in the tournament, and, I, and my question will be about what we can expect from this Purdue team. But the be- most success that Purdue had was with two dynamic guards that could play off the ball in Carson Edwards and Ryan Klein. Do you see that kind of versatility on this roster potentially? And does that mean that breaking that grass ceiling, glass ceiling, the final four? Is that reachable with this roster now with Edie? I, I mean, you, you're absolutely, I think guards win, right? Guards win in the NCAA tournament. That's been proven time and time again. And I think a lot of people get frustrated with, um, you know, how, how much we rely on the big man. But if if Painter, Coach Painter does, like he says he's going to do, he's going to change the offense up a little bit. And like you and I were talking about earlier, uh, maybe some more pick and roll and things like that with Zach and spread it out a little bit more. Uh, I mean, you guys just talked about Camden Heidi and Miles Colvin. Either one of those guys are playing against St. Who'd we get beat by again? I forget their names. I, I don't know. I, I to... Dickinson. Thank you. I just try to like put it in the back of my mind and never think about it again. But mm-hmm. uh, I think if either one of those cats are playing in that game, I think we win because we have a guy that's cut to the basket instead of guys just kind of standing there waiting, you know. Um, I, I, I think that Braden Smith can be dynamic. I have my reservations about Fletcher, but he has shown that he can also be a very good third option, fourth option. Um, and, and, you know, I think just with Zach Beattie being such a great anchor that our guards don't have to necessarily be as good as, as, as Boogie and Ryan were that year that we made the Elite Eight run. I think that's fair. Um, Edie is maybe the most – Stats say he's the most efficient player in the history of college basketball since they started recording. They don't need to be Carson Edwards good on the perimeter, but they need to be a threat and they need to be able to score in multiple ways. So um, 
is obviously an emergency pod. Big, uh, big announcement. We'll get it out. Zach Eady coming back to Purdue. Let's go ahead and finish it out. I want both of your guys' predictions right now as it stands. Where does Purdue's season end now that we know where it begins? Jace? I think Purdue follows suit in what Virginia did. But I don't Ooh. think they go. I don't think they go all. The, I don't think they go all the way. How I'll, far I'll right now? I think. I think Final Four. Kyle, <clears throat> Big Ten champs back to back. Okay, first. By and how many games? I, I think the Big Ten title is like a guarantee. No one for the first time in a long time. There's no one not going to pick Purdue to win the Big Ten title. I, you know, I think. I do think Michigan State will be competitive. Um, and, and it a little bit, but I think we end up winning it by two or three. Okay, I think two or three. Uh, March Madness. I, it's it's so it's so damn hard to pick in a fickle fickle system to pick a national champion. Uh, when when you know we've talked about it many times that we're you know uh, there's a lot of luck in March Madness, but um, I, I my gut says Elite Eight. My gut says Elite Eight. You're gonna do it. You're going to do that to all of us again. My gut says Elite Eight. Is it going to be as grueling an Elite Eight loss? <laughs> no. How many seconds left this time until Purdue gets <laughs> up the lead? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. My gut says Elite Eight. I'm so damn excited. I'm like, yeah, let's go be the national champion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, again, it's just such a fickle way to, to, to in my opinion, to crown a national champ. Uh but it is what it is. That's what we have to. That's what you have to play to win, right? So uh, I, I'm excited to see what Coach Painter's going to do to mix it up, and I'm excited to see what the season's going to look like. And I'm ready to. While we get media tickets, I'm ready to renew my season tickets like now. <laughs> so uh, a uh, foreman is going to send that out. Man, I'm, I'm in. I say you should have got into the ticket prices before Edie came back. Uh, I know. We'll they might have jumped off. Might have jumped up a few hundred. Get that I'm, inflation. I'm putting Purdue in the national title game. I think they lose the national title game. What would be worse, Casey? Losing in the Elite Eight or losing in the national championship? Elite Eight. What? What? <laughs> I'm just I'm for I, any other I, school, I, like maybe a different school. No, yeah, no. If if Purdue gets to a national title game, I I mean there's a Houston trip I didn't get to make this year. Uh what it's <laughs> Phoenix this year? Mm. Phoenix, yeah. I, I I could use some sun in March, early April, <laughs> especially when it's going to be forty and rainy, mm-hmm. and it might freaking snow. <laughs> so yeah, um, do we have any final thoughts? We we've got at least the final four up here. We got an elite eight, a national title. Yeah, I got one. I was I was kind of thinking about this before he made the decision, but. If he if Zach Eady can have the same season, just to, just for argument's sake, if he has the exact same season he mm-hmm. had last year, he would be around thirty points behind Rick Mount's record for career points, and he would break Joe Barry Carroll's career rebounds record. Ooh. And if he gets if he gets Purdue, if he leads them to a Final Four, I best think player Purdue, in Purdue history. I don't know how you mine is even, big rock, big dog. That's true because he didn't he didn't stick around for four years and 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 have the tournament success obviously but I mean he's already going to be he's already going to go down as one of the greats and he can really cement himself as the 
best player in Purdue men's basketball history uh, with a special season next year. Final four gives him the best career in Purdue history besides John Wooden. But you probably maybe maybe Edie will coach and win a uh, thirty national titles. I don't know, um, but yeah, as modern day players, if if Edie brings this team to the Final Four, um, we are talking a historic um, player who, uh, metric wise, is already one of the best in the history of mm-hmm. the NCAA. Um, did it in a small sample size his first two seasons, and then despite despite going up to over 30 minutes a game, the efficiency did not drop off at a wink. And that has been an astounding thing to watch. It, it would have been very weird to only get a year of it because it just seemed to happen in a blink. And Kyle, I don't know if you have any final words, but like Edie is setting up to, if he does this, if they do this, it is a, once in a generation talent, one of one of the Mount Mush Rushmore at Purdue now, and he's probably I mean, already there. <laughs> if if he does it, I mean, you're you're talking a top twenty five college basketball player like ever, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I I mean, there's no discussion to it. Mm-hmm. If he has a dominant season like he did last year, and say he wins back to back National Player of the Year, I mean, I I, I think. Doug Griffiths, the old gold black guy, just tweeted something out about that. It might be the first time since like 1981 that happened. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he'd be like a top 25 guy ever, you know. Uh, I mean, I, and and I, I I can't get over that he's only been playing basketball for about seven years. Yeah. I, as this entire process was going through, and obviously we all have a vested interest in how Purdue does so selfishly. We wanted Zach Eady back. <laughs> But beyond that, beyond even who he is as a person, as a player, you just don't get chances for these kind of sports stories to happen. Um, Zach Eady came out of nowhere and above 400 recruit who was supposed to redshirt, but came on campus as a seven, four guy who didn't know how to play basketball at all. Couldn't, didn't know how to pass his freshman year. I was talking to Brantley during this last season and he literally asked Edie, he's like, do you know how to pass? Has anyone ever like worked with you on passing? Like, no, like, no. So they worked with him on passing. He learned how to pass in season freshman year to see him come from that to unanimous national player of the year, sweep every award and to lose in that fashion. It was so bad that it seemed like a sports movie. And when you're writing the script, it's really easy to bring him back because that's how it's supposed to work. But there were millions of dollars on the line. The dream is to play in the NBA. And he got so much closer than anyone would have guessed three years ago, two years ago, one year ago. So for him to get there and now choose to come back and Purdue now will be a top five team. Edie will be the favorite for national player of the year to run it back for a historic run for a program that has not gotten to the final four. It's the stars are aligning in a way that makes me very excited for what could be the heartbreak might be around the corner, but you don't get chances for stories like this ever. And it's just really cool to see him back. And I, I no, guess no, no, no better way yeah. to cap that off. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yep, we're Boiler Upload. Thank you for tuning in. Zach Eady is coming back to Purdue basketball. We will keep you updated on the week. How we hear? We are two weeks away, gentlemen, from the first practice of summer. Edie will be back. Our true freshman will not be there. Miles Colvin will be in Colorado. But basketball, football, it's all around the corner. Summer's just heating up. Thank you for listening.